0: Another, di- another digital, another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. C- c- citizen. Another digital citizen. Another digital citizen. 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 Citizen.
1: Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome to another digital citizen. My name is Fro, and I am here with Luke. Hi, Luke.
2: Hi, Fro. Hi, everybody.
1: How's it going? it's going pretty good uh happy day after the election day
2: yeah is there a name for that election e- i do eve day i guess <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs>
1: <Yeah>. election eve
2: <laughs> instead of boxing day we'll call it mma day is that a- <laughs> oh i see what you did there actually <laughs> it's elections right so we should probably call it the Pro Wrestling Day. We'll call it... Uh, pro Wrestling Day. We'll call day. it AEW Day. AEW Day,
1: yeah. AEW Day, yeah. Yeah, holy moly. Uh, I, uh, I've i watched the news since 4 o'clock this morning. I'm sorry. That's when I woke up. That's too bad. <laughs> yeah, that's when I woke up. I was like, oh, that's nice.
2: I guess I'm... I know more about like these kind of elections and I know that like, we're not going to get any real results for like Mm -hmm. two more days. So I didn't even watch any of this stuff last night. I I, like paid attention to the numbers as they came in on my phone, but like Mm -hmm. I'm not sitting there watching somebody do commentary on some shit that like doesn't actually (laughs) like, they don't actually know what the fuck they're talking about when you have so many States and so many different little elections and stuff like that Mm -hmm. happening all at once. Like, you're never going to get a full picture, especially if you're just watching one news network. Like, Well, yeah. I was watching the best news network in the world. I
1: was watching Fox News because we all know that that is the best news network to well, not watch. Not biased
2: in any way. You weren't getting <laughs> they you weren't getting biased coverage of this at all. No, no. I mean if anything not at all. Watching MSNBC and Fox might give you like if you were to average out what either one was saying <laughs> and CNN. <laughs> mm, I don't even think you need to go that far. But like, I guess then you'd have to triangulate, but like that might be more accurate to triangulate those three and what their results are saying in any kind of election. uh, And you're going to get more accurate kind of idea of what's really happening like on the ground.
1: And if you really, really want to hurt yourself, you can watch like OAN for like five minutes.
2: (laughs) Never. I don't think it's even on TV anymore, is it? Is it? I'm That's pretty sure they uh-huh. lost their TV contract. Oh, <laughs> OAN TV, or was it the other? You know, there's that other weird right wing one. Um, that made America First. Yeah, that, one know. of them. Oh yeah, no, something like One that. America News loses Verizon deal. Yeah, uh, they. Yeah, they were dropped from DirecTV. AT and T pulled them. Uh, yeah. Everybody's pulled, uh, pulled them. Paxton pulled them off. But, but what is uh, fun with
1: with watching Fox News is the, the commercials. I mean, I have to talk about two two sentences about that because I didn't know
2: there was like tablets for bulging eyes. Mm, uh, well, I mean, I think bulging eyes is a thyroid condition most of the time. So I'm right. Yeah, and and it's, like,
1: uh, one of the... And, uh, holy moly, a lot of, like, car commercials. Um, I can't count how many times I saw Michael Lindell talk about slippers, but uh, there were sometimes, because Michael Lindell doesn't only sell pillows. He
2: also sells slippers, and... Well, they're probably just made out of the same... It's probably like when it's when they have a, it's the same. It's a, yeah, they have a messed up uh, <laughs> pillow, and they can't sell it, so they just chop it up into pieces and then turn it into a slipper. It's probably just yeah, it's a way to recycle his products he can't sell. It makes sense actually. Uh, oh, that's funny. <laughs> Sorry. I'm pretty sure that yeah. that's what corn nuts are it's just like or not? Oh, right. grape, nuts, yeah, uh, yeah. grape nuts. That's what it's the grape, grape nuts. nuts. Yeah, it's just like everything that was in the factory of the cereal factory that like got left on the floor. They just swept it up and put it in a box and called it grape nuts. I'm pretty sure that's what that is.
1: One thing I did like uh, uh, watching Fox News was when uh, Federman uh, lost to us in Pennsylvania. They were like, "Yeah, no, maybe we shouldn't have sent a TV host <laughs> that didn't really live in Pennsylvania to Pennsylvania to win the Senate seat there."
2: Right? You said John maybe. Fetterman lost, but you meant won. I oh, one. Sorry, sorry, right, sorry. Okay. One. Yes. Yes. Uh, yeah, he. Uh, there, it was kind of one of more of the contested, uh, like. In the news, because obviously it's Dr. Oz and he is a big name. And then Mm. Fetterman is a very left wing Democrat. Um, You know, he's on the socialist end of Democrats. Uh, And also that he got uh, uh,
1: this sickness also didn't really help.
2: uh, Well. Yeah, it that was like a while ago number 1. So I don't really think it affected Well, he got the he, he got he got the stroke in May. Yeah, it's long it's, long enough ago that. that people have already like heard it and gone past it and if, you know, if they if that was going to be a factor, they've already either decided that was a factor or not because May was so long ago. Uh as far as when vote like a lot of voters, they decide, like, that week. They don't decide in May. Does that right. make sense? <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: but, yeah, no, that's that's uh, maybe uh, one of the biggest things. But uh, uh, how is it going in Oregon? Because Oregon has been in
2: Fox News very much. I don't know why, because I think what I said a second ago was there was only uh, 67 uh, percent of the vote count. Uh. Mm. Hmm. Uh. Oh, it says seventy-seven. Oh, oh, that's in the all the votes, but as far as the governor's race, it's sixty-seven percent. That's kind of the most mm-hmm. interesting one. It's actually still close. The rest of it looks Very pretty close. obvious. Um, the governor's race is a big deal here because it's you know it's a Republican versus a Democrat, but the Republican. The Republicans brought in this other woman to run as an independent to take votes away from the Democratic side or try to, Mm -hmm. named Betsy Johnson. And so uh, lots of votes that are going to Betsy Johnson uh, probably would have gone to Tina Kotek. I mean, we can't say for sure one way or uh, the other how those people would have voted, but the... The Republican plan was to put Betsy Johnson in for that, for that reason. Uh, she has 8% of the vote right now, and the the race is very close. It's within two points, three points of each other. Uh, but like I said, there's a lot of votes left to count. We're not even at 70%, so... And he, he, here's a new flash. Betty O'Rourke
1: uh, who, uh, lost his race in Texas. It's almost like every fucking thing he... He runs for, he loses.
2: Yeah, I remember saying that uh, <laughs> a few weeks ago. I remember... Right. Oh, I, we were reading an article that was like the top five possible candidates for 2024 for president. I remember, mm. and he was on that list, and I remember being like... Yeah. Who the fuck no. put this guy who can't win, <laughs> has never won, he can't win anything, he's like the biggest loser no. in politics, and then and yet somehow they decided yeah. this guy was going to be on our list of... But you know what it is, is he looks yeah. the part. He's like... He looks... The part. He would be great in a movie playing a senator. The president. Not in real life. A senator, yes. I think think he looks more like a senator than he looks like a president. But maybe it's because he's Mm. still pretty young is one thing. Like, if he gets older, he's going to look more like uh, what you would think in the movies would be a president, I guess. Quote, unquote. Uh, Because not all movies have presidents who look like him, right? So, yeah. Uh, DeSantis wins
1: big in Florida. Shoe Chuckles.
2: Florida went full uh, right wing, which is, um, yeah, which is is unusual for like the past history of voting in Florida, but not really mm-hmm. that un, unexpected considering what we've seen happen in Florida in the last bunch of years. So, mm-hmm. if you were paying attention uh, to what's been going on there. You would know that it was going to go that way, but a lot of people were still somehow surprised it went red. I guess I don't know why.
1: Uh, very happy to to hear that abortion rights really went uh, through in the ballot boxes in the midterms.
2: I think all uh, all ba- everything or every state that had a, a measure that was going against anti abor the anti abortion uh SCOTUS decision uh yep. all, every single one passed lost yeah uh, passed, I mean yeah well passed meaning they went against the right. anti-abortion ruling right uh, mm-hmm. all uh which even even though some of those were in red states which shows that like mm-hmm. even even in states where like the Republican candidate won they still wanted a- abortion to be around. So, it in a way, abortion has become a non-left-right issue. It's a uh, everybody against the Christian right issue now. <laughs> yeah. Uh,
1: other interesting things that I uh, liked was uh, the Democratic Senator Hassan, uh, one in New Hampshire, uh, beating uh, Baldock. That was... Pretty clear. Um, I don't know who that know is. Who'd... Oh, she's a good V. Really cool woman. I like. I I looked up some interviews with her. Uh, I mean, New Hampshire is 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 pretty. Uh, uh, tiny, and uh, tiny. <laughs> yes, <laughs> that was also <laughs> that wasn't really <laughs> the thing I was looking for. Well, it is. So I mean, I, I mean, yeah, it is. But it, it's uh, uh, really liberal was <laughs> was the word I was looking for. Uh,
2: so uh, it was good. Uh, Maryland else? and Missouri both vote to legalize marijuana for recreational <laughs> yep. reason. Um, yeah, but the big thing that we're here to talk about is the Senate and the House. Right now, Mm -hmm. uh, 48 to 48 in the Senate with lots of Mm -hmm. stuff to still be counted. Really close. None of this, everything could get changed by next week when we'll talk about all this again, I'm sure. Yeah. So Uh, there's no real reason to go super in-depth. That's why last night when I was watching on YouTube, I looked on... There is, you know, breaking points, secular talk, uh, right. status coup, uh, rational national. All these people were doing live coverage of the midterms. And I saw them doing like five, six hour live streams. <laughs> and I'm like, what are you talking about? Because, <laughs> you know what I mean? You're just, all you're doing is bullshitting yeah. for five hours because none of this is going to mean anything until like Friday. Uh, maybe even later. But yeah, 187 for the Democrats in the House. 203 mm-hmm. for the Republicans, uh, 218 mm-hmm. st- seats for a majority. So the Republicans are pretty close. But mm-hmm. a lot of the places that we're starting to count now are places like California, Oregon, Washington, um, Nevada, mm-hmm. which uh, that could go Republican, but Arizona will go like Democrat and things like that. Yeah, Nevada, Nevada. <laughs> it
1: seems like uh, Lexalt is, is winning.
2: So the House is still um. going to be way closer once uh, more of the West Coast gets counted more fully, but it's going to be mm-hmm. close in both places. Uh, it, a lot of There's a lot of predictions that we're going to see kind of the same thing. We're going to have a Republican House and a Democratic Senate, but that's still too close to call, I think. Yeah,
1: and uh, Georgia is maybe the one that is the most up in there but it's it seems like Georgia always is up in there always the state that everybody thinks is going to be a wedge uh, uh, okay is that enough about uh, the midterms
2: yeah i mean the governor's race went fully republican there in georgia yeah. house i'm seeing they've predicted the republican senate uh I guess that's what's too close to call right now. They're saying it's yeah. a runoff tie. So, uh, yeah. but if if you were to extrapolate out of the the uh, that it went Republican in both other places, that mm-hmm. there's a good chance in a runoff it will go Republican. But who knows? I could be wrong. Yeah, and when it
1: wasn't that long t- time ago they had a runoff e- either. I think it was like.
2: Well it's just one of those states where it's split so much by the populace. Probably a lot of the time what happens in like in any kind of state is like the more populous regions, meaning like the larger cities and stuff, are populated by more democratic leaning people. And then the outskirts, the farm areas, the um, you know, more rural areas will be Republican. But uh the majority of people are living in those cities and so you get this situation where even if you look at the Oregon map for governor like almost all of it's red but like portland mm. salem eugene these are these places are totally blue and that's where the majority of people live in Oregon right because mm-hmm. they're major cities so you have this situation where like you can have the whole state look red Except for all the Mm -hmm. major populated areas, and that's enough for Democrats to win most of the time in certain areas, I guess. But we have to remember that uh, Hawaii
1: voted 72.5% for a Democratic Party, so where's that?
2: Okay, good. Mm -hmm. I would assume Hawaii Hawaii. is pretty left-wing, right? I mean, they're like super laid-back all the time, and... But I guess yeah, there. Yeah, a lot so of... why is Alaska red then?
0: <laughs> Alaska's
2: always been Republican. Yeah, it, it's kind of Alaska's always been thought of as like this place where people go when they let's say they get into hot water in whatever place they live. And they need to get the mm. hell out of there. They need to get away from all the, the people who hate them and things like that. That's, where mm-hmm. pe- that's when people go to a, live in Alaska. So
0: <laughs>
2: those people tend to, to I guess, lean uh, right wing, I suppose.
1: So uh, Iran ran uh, and acknowledges sending drones to Russia for the first time. This is good news. Oh, wait, this is, it isn't good news. Oh. Well,
2: we had talked about in the past that there, was, that there were reports that drones were being used in Ukraine that were Iranian drones, and then uh, the U.S. was saying, oh, Iran sent drones to Russia. Iran was denying it, and then Russia wasn't saying anything. But now... Mm-hmm. Uh, what we're seeing from Sky News is that Russia paid Iran for its suicide drones by sending a full 140 million in cash and as well as captured U.S. weapons, a, a report says. Um, they sent 140 million euros in cash along with a stash of Western weapons by plane to Iran as payment for the drones, according to Sky. The security source from the outlet did not identify and said Russia made secret flight on August 20th. After reports emerged that re- it received dozens of UAVs or unmanned aerial vehicles, uh, a further drone deal worth 200 million was also agreed between the two countries just recently, Sky News uh, reported. So, yeah. So, we're just think... getting confirmation. Like, we, we kind of knew that this was a thing, but now it's right. pretty much being confirmed, and we have evidence of payment and things like that. Mm-hmm. It is a
1: bit scary to think that uh, one of, like, two of the most scary countries in the world are, like, sending each other technology.
2: They've been... Uh, allies for a while. So that's oh, yeah, yeah. I guess not unusual. I mean I think even at the time I I was like so Iran is sending them drones uh mm-hmm. that are encouraging this war. I'm against that just as much as I'm against the US sending a ton, billions of dollars worth of weapons into Ukraine to continue this war. I'm against both ends of the spectrum of sending weapons to murder people. Uh, mm-hmm. Which I think some people will find that as uh not the correct, I guess, uh, assertion to make because we need to, like, protect Ukraine or whatever. But I think mm-hmm. I- anybody who is anti-war should be against both of these... Uh, besides sending weapons to kill people, right? What do you think about that idea? I, I definitely think
1: that idea is pretty good. I think I am against the, the definitely any any of them sending anything to each other. Because I'm a pacifist, I I don't like war, funny enough.
2: I've heard a lot of people saying, like, the first... Well, as, as far as, like, sending weapons the U S weapons sent to Ukraine. The first bunch of bunch of aid packages were especially tar- targeted as defensive defensive type, uh, military equipment, things to defend the mm-hmm. country. And there were lots of people who agreed with that. And I didn't necessarily agree with it, but I was less against it than sending howitzer, uh, anti-aircraft, uh, guns and things like that. Uh, high Mars, uh, weapons that can shoot into into the country, into Russia. Um, that I was more, obviously, way more against. But I think, uh, inevitably, I'm against... I was even against the defensive weapons, specifically because mm-hmm. there were no peace negotiations happening at the same time. Like, if you You're were right. to send defensive weapons as well as doing some kind of a negotiative talks, then I would be okay. That's you know, that seems acceptable. But when you're just sending right. military an un, a blank check of military gear into this country with no uh desire to try to nego- to get at the negotiating table, that's when I go, You clearly mm-hmm. have no mind for peace or like saving democracy you don't care about it you just want to murder people and like take try to overthrow a country
1: yeah most definitely and it, it also feels like i mean iran isn't very known for for being a good country that's when it comes to human rights either so it's like jeez
2: Well, not only that, I think they see it as kind of similar to the situation they had been in years ago when their Mm -hmm. country was literally taken over and their um, government was overthrown by the U.S. and Mm -hmm. caused chaos for years and years and years in their country. They see that and go, wow, they're trying to do the same thing to you and we're allies. Mm. (laughs) So I I can kind of see their side of it as well, in a way uh I am
1: very much looking forward to pronouncing this name. Russia's.
2: Progoshin? Progoshin? How do you. Progoshin? Progosian? Progosian. Progosian. Okay. That sounds Russian ish sounding. yes ish. Uh, admits to interfering in US elections. A Russian businessman that's what I'm going to call him, so I don't have to say his full name, <laughs> said on Monday that he interfered in the U.S. elections. <laughs> I see
1: what he did there. Uh.
2: Uh, Monday, he had, he, ha- he had interfered in the U.S. election and would continue doing so in the future. This is the first such admission from a figure implicated by Washington in efforts to influence American politics. In comments posted by press service on his Concord catering firm on a Russian Facebook equivalent called Continottek. Mm? Sure. Uh, he posted We have interfered in US elections and we are in we are interfering and we will continue to interfere carefully carefully, accurately, surgically, and in our own way as we know how to do. Um uh, He said, during our pinpoint operations, we will remove both kidneys and liver at once. He said he did not elaborate on this cryptic comment. He has been referred to as Putin's chef because his catering company operates Kremlin Contacts. So he's a a caterer? (laughs) Yeah, I guess so. Uh, okay... I will take some lobster, thank you. So he runs troll farms. That's what they're saying here. Right. Um, So he's a guy who not only runs troll farms, he runs the Wagner Group, which is a a military uh, mercenary group that is working in Ukraine for the Russians. Um, Mm. And they say Elon Musk has a lot of
1: things to do it says <laughs> this oh guy, this guy is in is is
2: like he's an assassinating <laughs> chef it says uh he has for he has been formally accused of sponsoring troll farms that seek political influence in the u.s so i thought he had actually did run them but he's accused of sponsoring them so he doesn't oh. actually run the troll farms but these are the troll farms we were talking about that put up like buff Bernie memes and like Mm -hmm. had all those Facebook groups that were like Christian face, uh, Trump groups. Uh, but they were actually Mm -hmm. just Russian troll farms trying to get clicks. Um, it also says in July, the U S state department offered a reward of up to $10 million for information on his connection with engagement in U S election interference. He has been hit by the U S British and European union with sanctions. Uh, Maybe he was just trying to get the $10 million then. Because <laughs> he seemed to provide information on that. <laughs> Doesn't it just kind of seem weird to you that this guy was just like, I'm going to go on Facebook and admit to like an international crime? Yeah, yeah. Seems a little strange to me that he would do that, I guess. But maybe he feels emboldened by mm-hmm. their stance currently in Russia? I don't know. It just... It also... People see this, and I bet there were people that saw this and went, oh, we were right about Rus- the Russians hacking our election. Right, yeah. Mm, that's not what this says. It says he... No. He sponsored people who mm. went and put memes on Facebook. yeah Not anything about mm, any kind of hacking of any elections, so...
1: Yeah, interfering in the US election can means means a lot. Like I can interfere in the US election by saying who you should vote for. By definition, I have
2: interfered in the US election if I say that. Well, what we found out about these troll farms and these Facebook groups and posts that they were making, um mm-hmm. the ones that were cited in uh what, what was it called? The um, Mueller report, what we found out after that was that 50% of those su- post cited posts actually showed up on Facebook after the election was over, and they were still cited as being uh, Russian disinformation because of where they came from, but they were mm-hmm. cited as though they interfered with the election but they couldn't have interfered with the election because half, well, at least half of them couldn't have because they were posted after the election was over. So mm-hmm. there's a lot of things about this whole... It, it's This story is definitely meant to push forward the idea of, um, you know, the the 2016 election interference uh, Russiagate, stuff. Yes. Russiagate, stuff. But yes. to me, it actually just points out that, like, the stuff that they were saying about, like, Trump working with Putin and like all these other things like it boiled down to much lower level people doing these kind of things yes it was happening to a degree but not definitely in any way the way they were trying to portray it that it was happening
1: but you shouldn't do things like that, like memeing and parodying and things like that. That is that is dangerous for the society.
2: That is kind of you what should... they did with the gay Bernie memes, yes. where they like tried to trick people into what voting for Bernie because he was, he was hot, because he had mm-hmm. abs. Do you remember? This is the one I remember the most that went around was the gay Bernie memes, where it was like him, but he was like super ripped with like an eight pack and he's doing like a pose Mm -hmm. like he was some kind of bodybuilder but he had bernie's head on it yeah uh that's the one that really i really remember and yeah i guess that's kind of what uh impersonating bernie in a way or a bernie supporter Mm -hmm. they were also impersonating what christian trump supporters also right so what does Kathy griffin Ethan Klein and
1: Madman actor Rich Summer have in common look
2: I would have said nothing before this week but <laughs> I, I also would say I really said like nothing <laughs> Those three people I get I bet none, none of them let alone all three of them have ever hung out together <laughs>
1: you don't think Kathy Griffin, Ethan Klein, and Madman actor Rich summer? The only two I
2: could, well, maybe talk to each other, but I mean, hang out, like you know, get to know mm. each other type hangout. Maybe Kathy Griffin and Rich Sommer, Summer, but I don't know. Maybe,
1: but I am a feeling
2: not, but definitely not Ethan Klein. Uh, but yeah, Kathy Griffin, YouTube personality, Ethan Klein, and Rich Summer. Each say their Twitter accounts were suspended over the weekend after they impersonated Musk after changing their display names and profile photos to match those of, of Musk's. The decision to lock all three of out of their accounts came as Musk proclaimed free uh, uh oh a self-proclaimed free speech absolutionist, absolutionist uh draws scrutiny, scrutiny as he handles uh speech issues on his own platform. He has pledged to make the third. Sur- service a destination for accurate information, but also suggesting he may loosen the free speech rules. Musk has also said the company is planning to make major changes to Twitter. Um, They laid off half the workforce. We talked about that, but they put up rules this weekend. Uh, The Twitter rules were for impersonating other accounts to mislead, confuse, or deceive others. Parody or fan accounts were instructed to mark their account name uh, as they were separate, oh, oh separate from their account, uh, to say they were pari- pari- parodying uh, Klein, Griffin, and Sumner—I want to say Sumner, but it's Summer. Which is that's mm-hmm. not how you spell su- it. Should be spelled with a U. And so I always see Sumner for some reason. Yeah. Uh, all appear to like. change their accounts uh, mm-hmm. to Elon Musk without indicating that they were a parody account. Now I want to say that's not true. Especially at least in the case of Ethan Klein, because I saw his and it literally the whole banner you can put up the the banner above like your your feed on your Twitter page. Mm-hmm. His whole banner was just like this is a parody account. <laughs> so right, but he didn't put it in his in, like the name. He's yes,
1: and that was the problem.
2: I, I but you know. Yeah,
1: I know. It's stupid. It's stupid.
2: Right. Uh, especially since obviously uh, Musk bought this whole thing because he's, he was so upset about free speech and how people were being uh, deplatformed for saying things that other people didn't like. And then what happens? People do some things he doesn't like uh, and he deplatforms them. <laughs> it's like uh, hypocritical, much their guy.
1: Yeah, David Sachs said it best in, in his uh, Twitter thing here. What category Griffin uproar amounts to a bunch of elites who support censorship telling free speech advocates that they are not specifically based unless we permit identity Not a serious argument. We certainly don't need to lecture from you. That's funny.
2: Uh, Yeah, I think it's also funny to hear this come from, like, the left wing, because this isn't something that we heard from the right wing for a long time. Uh, and then we hear now from the right wing saying, oh, well, these people needed to be deplatformed because this reason, this reason, and this reason, or whatever. That is the exact same th- things we've been hearing from the right wing for a long time. It makes yeah. me realize how much, like, both sides in certain circles, they don't really care about free speech in the sense that they, like, absolutely about deplatforming, about. <laughs> yeah. as long as it's, going in the direction of their team, right? Mm-hmm. Like, if if Alex Jones gets deplatformed, that's fine, but if uh, I don't know, Rachel Maddow was to get deplatformed, I guess that's kind of an equivalent on the other side. Uh, they would be very upset, right? So,
1: Absolutely.
2: Uh, permanent
1: daylight saving time, Bill... Remains stalled in Congress. Holy moly. How long are they going to do this?
2: Uh, yeah, you would think it would be a very easy decision to make, right? I wish we would do it soon, yeah. We just had daylight savings this week. You had it last week. Um, yep. Uh, so, stupid. Still stupid. And we talked about this, uh, that in March the Senate voted to put a stop to next uh, year twice annual changing of the clocks which supporters say would lead to brighter afternoons and more economic activity the push in the U.S. Congress to make the daylight savings time permanent uh, which was unanimously passed by the Senate in March has been stalled in the House since uh, a key lawmaker told Reuters Um, uh, U.S. Representative Frank Pallone Frank, Frank Pallone sure isn't that like a movie character or Frank Malone?
1: That's Frank Malone, yes. Oh, okay. Uh,
2: who chairs the Energy and Commerce Committee, has a jurisdiction over the issue. He sa- said in a statement to Reuters, We haven't been able to find a consensus in the House yet. There are a broad variety of opinions on about whether to keep the status quo, move to a permanent time, and if so, what time should it be? It's only—it's an hour one way or another. How hard is it to come up with? It doesn't matter which time it is. Just pick one and stick with it. <laughs> Does it really matter if you go the one way this way or one way that way? Like, yes, just keep it the yes, same.
1: Yes. Oh, yes, my it's God. very, very, That's very... That's not a very, reason. It's very important. Look, it is so important that uh, it's very important because of... And that's why it's important. Yes.
2: Uh, It also says that Mm -hmm. if they do not... Think of
1: the animals. Think of the animals that will be so confused when the farmer doesn't come uh, 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 an hour earlier when they change time. Think of the poor cows.
2: Because they have such a good quality concept (laughs) of time. Concept of time, yes. I thought you were going to say aren't you worried about the cows how are they gonna know when the clocks change <laughs> but, yeah because <laughs> they read they can read clocks um, no but also it says Congress uh, if they do not <laughs> if they do not reach an agreement before mm. the end of the year the Senate would need to reintroduce the bill next year and it would all we'd have to go through the whole process all over again uh, mm-hmm. that's not that seems like Maybe what they were even going for is stall it out all the way Mm. until the end of the year so we don't have to deal with it, and we'll just pass pass the buck along to the next people. Yeah.
1: Okay, let's talk about something that is kind of unserious and,
2: uh, yeah, some fun news, right? I don't know that Daylight Savings Time is necessarily serious news either, but... Oh, it
1: is. Uh, It's extremely serious. But uh, Norway has gotten their ex-mexit. Oh no, sorry. Oh, that was the wrong one. Sorry about that. Magic? No, I'm joking.
2: I don't <laughs> even get it. But continue.
1: Yeah, because uh, no, uh, Princess Marta, uh, Marta Louise uh, has uh, stepped down from uh, working as a royal in, in 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 Norway. So we have gotten our mexit. Do you remember when Megan...
2: Oh um, right.
1: And, yes.
2: Yeah. Yep.
1: Yep. Yep. So Norway has gotten their mex mix it.
2: So she'll have a Netflix special in a couple months. Alright.
1: Uh, you remember we looked at her her answers website where he's selling crystals and things like that, yeah.
2: Oh, is that this lady? Okay. Yep.
1: Mm-hmm. Alright. Same lady.
2: So she will have a Netflix special with that guy in a few months. Yes.
1: Okay. Yes, and they will work with uh, 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 Gwyneth Paltrow.
2: Yeah, and they'll be on an island. Of course. It'll be like an island retreat with a bunch of rich, entitled people, <laughs> and they'll all have to like teach teach them about their past history, trauma. Oh, mm-hmm. they already made that show on Netflix. Never mind.
1: <laughs> Uh, Okay, magic mushroom drug can treat severe depression, uh, trial suggests.
2: Yeah, we covered this in the past that they were going to start doing. Like, they had done experiments and they had found it, and now they're doing trials, like actual human trials. Uh, The psychedelic compound found in magic mushrooms can help alleviate severe depression. Of course, when combined with therapy, according to a trial raising hopes, for people failed by existing antidepressants, nearly a third of, third of the patients with severe depression went into rapid admission after just a single dose of psilocybin, following followed by therapy sessions, which helped a, uh, aim patients at identifying causes and potential solutions for their depression. The results from the largest clinical trial yet into psilocybin and depression were described as exceptional by Professor Guy Goodwin. Uh, Chief medical office at Compass Pathways, a mental healthcare firm uh, in the UK. Uh, an estimated 100 million people worldwide have treatment-resistant depression. Depression defined as a major depressive disorder that cannot uh, re- that does not respond to any antidepressant treatments, or at least two antidepressant treatments. Okay.
1: Um, I think this is cool news really really cool news
2: especially since it's one dose a, yeah a third of the people after one dose which means that probably it increases I'm not no I, it doesn't say this but I would assume that that the the uh likelihood of uh it getting the depression getting better after more than one dose is high like that percentage would go up but I'm not sure if that's true or not you know what I mean yeah, I'm, I'm amazed
1: how how, uh, how much progress they see just after one dose, though. So, if if more doses means that they will be better, I mean, we're not talking about multiple and multiple of doses, anyway.
2: It says here the most significant impact of the highest 25 milligram dose of psil- psilocybin, uh, three weeks ever having one dose Twenty-nine percent of the group were in remission compared with nine to eight percent of mm. ten to one milligram group, respectively. After twelve weeks, benefits persisted for those in the high dose group compared to those in the low dose group. Um, mm-hmm. Psilocybin's main active ingredient in in magic mushrooms is broken down in the body into a, cult, a substance called psilocyine, which releases ways of transmitters. N- n- Neuron transmitters into the brain. MRIs show brain activity becomes more chaotic in different regions Mm -hmm. of the brain. Oh, with different regions of the brain talking to each other more than usual. Rucker says this may seem like it's a bad thing, but it isn't. That happens every night when you dream. Your brain becomes plastic, slightly more chaotic, and that's when new connections start to be formed. Patients in the trial spoke of a waking dream when they took psilocybin. So so like it's a way what they're saying is like it's it makes your brain more flexible and so you connect with the therapy better because you're able to like kind of rework your neural pathways and that's kind of what's causing some of the these people's depression to begin with because they're Mm -hmm. they're connecting things with like negative feelings that maybe don't need to be connected with those negative feelings right We saw that with people that were on uh, ayahuasca that had
1: uh, been on drugs for years and years and years that took one treatment with uh, ayahuasca and all of a sudden like they didn't have any need to do drugs anymore. So there's a lot of things like this. And ketamine is is
2: also being... um, There's big discussions right now in this, at least in this side of our country, of like the benefits of small... A ketamine doses within a therapeutic situation to cure right, to cure depression also. So, yeah, these things are only now coming to light because of of things like uh, like the drug war that was put into place by Reagan. You know what I mean? So, right, the, we would have found out about these kind of things long time ago if it wasn't for the stupid drug war.
1: <laughs> so I was out this week. I was in in the main street of Lillehammer. Look. Okay. Uh, walking up and down on the main street of L- Little I was like window browsing, and all of a sudden, like, girls of all, of all ages, like, came like, springing to me and giving me a kiss on my chin. Okay. And I was wondering why that happened. And I... so I stopped, like, number 30 to ask her, and mm-hmm. she was like, yeah, you're supposed to Chris kisses a frog, and it becomes a prince.
2: Yeah. Uh, Yeah. 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 That's how that works, right? Mm Mm-hmm. In real life? Yeah. Is that even still, like, a... Is that still canon, (laughs) like, in any... I guess that was in Shrek, wasn't it? That happened in Shrek. Okay, so it's still canon, all right. Yes. (laughs) But the National Park Service is asking for people... Uh, to put their tongues away when they see a toad. What? So you're, I guess the National Park Service is against prince, princes. They're against what the monarchy. The National Park Service is against the monarchy. Well, is that what... How dare they? Is that what this is? Oh, no. It says the agency is issuing a war, warning on social media last week asking people to steer clear of... The Sirona Desert Toad, also known as the Colorado River Toad.
1: Yeah, because you can get high by licking it, because that is what I learned from Futurama.
2: The toad can be identified... Wait, who is this? Is this from people? So now they're just going to tell us how to do drugs. The toad can be Mm -hmm. identified due to its large size measuring 7 inches. It emits a low, uh, weak-pitched toot, which lasts less than a second. As we say with most things... Uh, you come across in the national park whether it be a banana slug, a mushroom, or a large toad <laughs> with glowing eyes in the dead of night, please refrain from licking it. The National Park Service said.
1: <laughs> I mean that's a good if you rule. All of a, sudden, all of a sudden, like see a bear coming towards you, you go towards it and lick it.
2: Right. Exactly. Well, that w- you would probably do that after you lick the toad, maybe. <laughs>
1: Uh, but yeah, that's that's actually... I learned that from Futurama of all weird places. Uh,
2: well, it wasn't exactly the same, obviously, because it's Futurama. No, no. It says people have been risking potential poisoning as they chase down the frog's venom, which contains <laughs> Bufatine and 5-MeO-DMT. Oh, it's like a version of DMT, so... Um, But the the drug is... It it isn't worth it for that
1: long effect to lick a frog. Come on.
2: Mike Tyson admitted on the Joe Rogan experience that he smoked the venom... uh, He told the New York Post last year that the toad taught me that I'm not going to be here forever and that there's an expiration date, so... Cool. Yeah.
1: Was was that the same... Rogan, where it, it, it ad- admits that the killer was just a joke.
2: I I'm, I don't think he's. I think he's only been on Rogan once, right? That I remember. So uh, I would assume it's the same one. Maybe it's I, it, the the same one. I would assume so.
1: Yes, because Joe Rogan does admit that the killer rumor is false, or does he admit it?
2: I think he admitted that he he was wrong, but I think he it did it in a way where he kind of uh, didn't acknowledge that he lied about it. Right? He try he's trying to say, "Oh, right. I was I was misled or I I I didn't do enough research or something." But it's like, yeah, but in the initial clip, you were like, "This definitely happened." Like there was no in the initial clip there was no like. Uh, it Maybe. this might be true. It like I right. haven't seen it with my own eyes, that kind of thing. It was like my friend told me this, and it's definitely happening. And yeah, <laughs> so yeah, go ahead and give me a countdown. or watch some Inside Edition. We're not gonna watch the whole thing, just to the end of the the Rogan clip. So give me yep. a countdown. Entry. Two,
0: one, go. It was all made up. That's the admission from Joe Rogan who spoke on his popular podcast about a school that supposedly offered litter boxes for
2: students who <laughs> called themselves furry. Now Rogan admits it didn't happen. It's a reminder for broadcasters to confirm a story before they share it and for the no rest of us sure. to be skeptical. Of yeah, but he's not a news organization. He, he's not. Joe Rogan spoke about the crazy rumor on his podcast. My friend. His wife is a school teacher. And so this is from the last time. Works at a school that had to install a litter box in the girls' room. Because there is a girl who's a furry. See how he said she had to. It wasn't like mm-hmm. they. This is a weird one. Okay, it is weird. It's, like, know, it's more I, like an urban legend. I fed into that. I don't think they actually did it. It doesn't seem that there's any. I proof don't that think. think. But think. Other influential people I don't think. Okay, story. we don't need to listen to this goofball.
1: Uh. But yeah. <laughs> but he's. He didn't admit it. He said, "I don't think that it, it was, was happening."
2: Yeah. Yeah. But he also said I bought into that also, mm-hmm. S- meaning like I I I I thought it was true and it wasn't true. That's what bought into it means, right? So he kind of went both ways with it. But I think he was just trying to number one save his ass, right? And I do think he still I, believes I, it. I wouldn't say he <laughs> believes it, but I think he he has reservations as to whether or not it is true, right? Right. I think it's a, you, like the same thing you could say about uh, aliens or something. I guess, right? It, I have no evidence that it's not true. That's where I think he's coming from, right? Uh, right. But that's kind of proving a uh, proving a double negative or whatever, where you're like, right. uh, well, you can't prove it's not true if it's not true, because the proof is that that it's that it isn't that there's no, nothing there. There's no you mm-hmm. can't have proof of nothing when there's nothing, right? Yeah.
1: Do you know by the way uh what you get really high
2: off uh if you start licking uh a lot of things i would s- assume yeah tron tron Tr- oh really okay yeah 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 i tried
1: licking him once and yeah
2: and you were just blasted out of your mind oh would... <laughs> <laughs>
1: Of all stupid rumors I could think of starting. <laughs>
2: uh, I, I don't think that one's going to go... I don't think a lot of people are going to be seeking that one out, but maybe.
1: <laughs> go and lick Tron, if you, you meet him and you say, hey, frozen this would g- get me high. Right. hmm But he's also going <laughs> to tell us about this is
0: the end game. This is Tron, the crowd tells the truth. Capitalism like is praised, like a free competition and so on and so on, is dead. I all, not always understand the competition part that Sonko Conservatives always say, so like, it's just have a lot of competitions, everybody compete all the time, we're going to make it the world better. Well, I don't need somebody to compete with, to want to be better. I don't try to be better than the next person, I'm just trying to be a better version of I don't see a price in the end, like big money or anything. I just see a reward for humankind in this general. Problem with conservatism is like, they have one part of values. They always talk about like freedom of choice. So they call it an uh, anti-abortion, and anti-this and anti-that. And you have that economical part, like where you can't be free. Because if you're starving and don't have any fucking money, you're not free, you're not having your little choices. It's very easy for the person who make 100k a year to talk about individual choices. But all, I would not sound like a communist, but most of those fortunes, those rich fucking bastards have, is because a lot of people are working and they're working more and more and more. And we always have that, like, we can have the big reward in the end. Which one? Three fucking jobs, and I'm gonna be fucking dead before I'm 70 and if i <laughs> lucky not to be sick I have a lousy pension oh you didn't work hard enough okay fine what well, fucking game life is life then about so rewarding the afterlife that it does not exist is always 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 the general bullshit just to keep people in, in chains in slavery because they cannot see people as equals We always. People who want some social security and healthcare, education, and so on, we are like, our, we are just, we're just babies. We just want the big mama state. But what I call conservatives are corporatists. Yeah, they praise all those big fucking companies. They praise Coca Cola, they praise McDonald's, they praise Amazon like they're big fucking genius. Job creators. Ooh what about people who do the fucking job make some money for those people or the people organized, organize, pulling strings ooh, if we work hard we can be one of them we have three or four fucking jobs or go to fucking church every Sunday everything is fucking bullshit the system is fucking rigged and everybody is fucking cheating on us now is the end of the fucking game they cannot pull it hard anymore so they started blaming Mexicans, black people, Jews, and so on. But it's not nothing new. And it's nothing old here. They're not doing it every fucking country there is. Yes, in Brazil they had an election now. The socialist candidate nearly won. Nearly fucking won over the big fucking Trump bullshitter junior asshole, Posero. Well, it's not the only place. Denmark, Hungary, Sweden, Poland, and Russia, yeah, we can. The list goes on and on and on, and China, yeah, and Japan, we're going to have a new fucking world war, after the last world war, we learned something, we made institutions, like European Union, European Council, the UN, and so on, NATO, for example, well, I wonder what's gonna come out the next one and how many people gonna fucking die if there's anything fucking left. Capitalism and conservatism, that combination has come to a fucking end. This is the fucking end game. The problem with their end game, they, they don't try to create something new, something better. They just take the old lesson in desperate need to keep the power. They're gonna fucking kill us all we are going to survive, but how many people are going to fucking survive, and how lives are we going to live? It's election time again, and stupid liberals and radicals are not going to vote The conservatives are. You're going to have a fucking hell again, and we all are people going to suffer through it. I don't know, maybe one day I will get in trouble for making this segment. I already got it, it once. I'm not a top party candidate in the local election in Bergen. Maybe one day I will be shot really up. I don't know. But the future is not fucking bright. Not at all. This was Tron with Tron tells the truth. Have a fucking nice evening. And do something fun while it fucking lasts.
1: That was a uh, Tron telling and very interesting truth this time.
2: Yeah, because this is the end hmm This is the end, my friend. hmm This is the final content.
1: <laughs> no, I was
2: thinking of that song by the doors. Oh. This is the end. What is that song? hmm Whatever mm-hmm. that song is. Yeah.
0: hmm
1: TV <laughs> Let's start with a silly sitcom. Let's start with Blockbuster on netflix mm-hmm. because i know that you saw this but i also saw this so this is uh the last remaining uh, blockbuster in the world uh uh and uh, they are fighting to uh, keep this this video store open uh, silly uh, sitcom with uh, randall park uh he's
2: maybe the most known of them um, well, there's
0: I didn't a,
1: think
2: this. So hmm? The other main character, she's the the lady from Brooklyn Nine-Nine, who is, like, Andy Samberg's... Yeah. I, you wouldn't know her name, but she's Andy Samberg's wife in Brooklyn Nine-Nine. That's where you... not right. Like, she was in that show for so long, I don't think she's been in anything really since or during, so, yeah. But, yeah, no, this was silly. Um... I didn't
1: especially like it. I thought it was not the worst thing I watched this week, uh, that's for sure, but it was uh I, I I I liked some some characters I liked and some of the others were like stupid. But but I I I I, I kind of didn't like the the love story, story was maybe the, the worst story and uh, you will never convince me that uh, Randall Park is a good actor uh, this did not tickle my funny bones at all what did you think about this?
2: Uh, I mean I like sitcoms more than you do and this ha- definitely yes. had like an ABC NBC kind of um sitcom feel to it, even though it was on Netflix. I have a feeling that it probably mm-hmm. was shopped around to, like, bi- other networks that would usually have a show like this first, like a CBS or something like that. Um, mm-hmm. It felt very American sitcom. I don't know what year this is supposed to be set in, because blockbusters went out of business in, what, the early 2000s? Maybe 2010? Right. But they talk about current politics in it that are like mm. 2020 to 2016 type politics, uh, meaning mm-hmm. like the politicians and things they're talking about, making jokes about. So, like, I don't know, like, it's mixing up two decades of of existence and acting like they all happened at the same time. That I had a really mm-hmm. big problem with it because it's like, I don't know, I was going into this expecting it was going to be set, you know, in... Uh, 2009, and that we were gonna have this mm. all this n- n- nostalgic kind of 2009. I don't know. We were gonna see uh, in the background on they were gonna have an MFLAO M- M- concert playing in the background or something like that. You know what I mean? Right. Um, something to like indicate okay, this is the time period. But they're like they didn't do that at all, which I guess is fine. It's just really weird because you're like I don't know what what I'm supposed to feel about this because if a block mm-hmm. if the last blockbuster ever still was around in 2022 I would be like mm-hmm. why why are you still like just go away already <laughs> right mm-hmm. but if it's set in 2010 I can kind of feel for the character character's more because that's the time period where like people still were feeling nostalgic for going to the movie theater or mo- uh, movie store and things like that so it's just weird the way the setting is. Some of the jokes are fine. The acting's not great. Uh the dialogue's pretty terrible. Um yeah, I think the biggest problem I had with it was like the time, like the setting. So I'd give it a uh, I'll give it a 4. I I, I probably yeah. keep watching it cuz it's also just like mindless, brainless TV.
1: For me it gets a 3. Uh I yeah, I I really didn't like it well.
2: I like some of the employee characters the one like uh, you know rich hot girl is kind of funny and then the one and then you have kind of the midwestern like doesn't know anything other than like uh, what she was taught in church girl also right. and they their kind of interactions are, are pretty funny uh, and then you have what the guy who plays the store uh, guy next door um the guy who owns the oh, shopping smooth. mall. Oh, smooth. Yeah, right, he, smooth. That guy's he's, funny. He's, he's really good. Yeah. I mean, he's, he's the best funny thing. in a lot of things he does, so yes, yeah, for sure.
1: He's definitely the best thing.
2: Oh, I know guys. where he's from. He's from Curb. He's like the yes. guy who lives in his, uh, his guest house, right? Yeah, yeah. Right. Uh, yeah, okay. Uh, mm-hmm. Let's see. I watched Below Deck Adventure, which you watched last week, but we said we were going to talk about it. Um. Mm-hmm. Aren't you happy about all the Norwegian you heard in that show? Well, let me get in, if people didn't hear last (laughs) week. Blow Deck is a show where they, it's it's a reality show about a crew of a a yacht. It's not Mm -hmm. really so much about, like, the people who are on the yacht, because these are people chartering a yacht for, like, a weekend or a week or something Mm. like that. Um, So it's mostly about the crew and what they have to deal with as far as, like, the -the behind-the-scenes taking care of a yacht. Uh, and everything like that. This one's based in Norway, they're in the fjords, uh, mm-hmm. and there's a base around, or there's an idea around it that like you can do any kind of adventure you want there, like skydiving, or mm-hmm. hang gliding, or all these different mm-hmm. uh, zip, zip lining, and so that's why it's called Below Deck Adventure, I guess. Would you agree with that title as for, like as a Norwegian? Uh, Yeah,
1: I guess so. I mean there's not a lot of baiting you can do there in the <laughs>
2: even in the I just, summer. I feel like all the, the the extreme things that they showed like adventuring you could pretty much do in what any country. No, I, I feel like it, you could skydive anywhere. You can <laughs> hang glide anywhere. You don't need to be in Norway to do that. But it's
1: very beautiful to
2: do Well that yeah, there's Norway. that. Yeah, no, I, I understand the like <laughs> I just think the way they portrayed it was like you could have come up with some more Norwegian things, you know what I mean? Yeah, I I agree. And then that gets us to the crew, which you're like, okay, this must be a Norwegian (laughs) yacht, you know, so it must be a Norwegian crew. There's not a single Norwegian... The captain is an Australian guy. The chef is a South... African woman. African woman. Yeah. Then most of the deckhands are, are British or U.S. There's the one cowboy yes. guy. And yeah. Oh yeah. Oh, and then there's guy, the one yeah. guy from the Bahamas, which is like <laughs> yeah. not also not anywhere close to the same. So, you... but hey, who who hires them?
1: That must be Norwegians that hires them, right? You mean right? yeah? Well, At they don't
2: least? really hire them. They charter the boat, and then the crew right. comes with the. Like is part of the boat deal, but yes, they. But even those people are f- not fucking Norwegian. No, they, they, I, these for in the first episode for sure were definitely just Americans, right? Americans, yeah, yeah I haven't seen yeah, the definitely. second episode yet because I watched it last night. Or right. the se- is the second? Well, I guess the second episode the second still episode has the same people, because yes. they had just left the dock. Yes. So it has to yes. be the same crew or the same. Yeah, g- yeah, guest. Yeah. Okay. yeah. It's
1: it uh the same guest in as the first episode, yeah.
2: Okay, yeah. I mean, I'm going to – actually, strangely enough, it's entertaining, which is an, the is, weird part. It is. It is. It's a little <laughs> annoying that, like – well, we when we were talking about doing it as, like, a one, every an episode a week for the show, we, our mm-hmm. big thing was, like, oh, it's going to be cool because it's going to have all these Norwegian things and you can talk about, yeah. like – uh, your experiences maybe with some of those things if you've ever, like, even right. been to the location or, like, and then I can ask right. you about things if that's a real <laughs> tradition or something. Now re- watching it, I realize that would have never happened. None of that stuff that we thought would have been cool to talk about is is in this show.
1: <laughs> I know that this boat is in sudden I've been to Olsen. I've been to this place where the boat is. Sure, okay. So there's that. I could talk about Olsen for <laughs> for a few minutes right <laughs> it is a beautiful town
2: I I, i'm sure that. they're gonna go and do some <laughs> things that are very you know n- really norwegian but so far in the show they have yeah so far they haven't right so <laughs> i mean overall it is strangely entertaining is strangely entertaining I, i'm going to give it a five um it's very it feels very much a. Uh, like a Jersey Shore or Geordie Shore show, where they stick a bunch of uh, young people on a, you know, in mm-hmm. a house. Ex- except these people are stuck on a boat, right? And even in Jersey Shore, they had to work a job. And this, they have to work yeah. a job. So it's kind of like that kind of show. And there's fights between the crew, and then you know, some of them hook up sometimes. Very Jersey Shore esque. Mm-hmm. In that way, I like Jersey Shore. I like Geordie Shore. I will give this a. I was gonna say six, but I'll go five point five. Cool, yeah. I gave it a one point
1: for being in Norway. <laughs> they, 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 I mean, there are very gorgeous shots about Norway. I have, I mean, they've been very good at promoting Norway. In you know, also there's some much.
2: rich guy who actually owns this yacht. <laughs> And the whole time in the first episode, they just shit all over. They're like, the storage in yeah. this place is garbage. God, why is this? Yeah. Why is this place such a wreck when they show up and everything? Even the captain talks <laughs> shit about the boat. Right. I uh, wonder who owns right. it, and is he's watching it going, "What the fuck, guys?" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> uh, okay, let's talk about Spectre. Yeah, Spectre.
1: Uh, this is a documentary from. Sk- Guy documentaries, but it's okay. on uh, Netflix in uh, everywhere else. Um, so uh, Phil Spencer, uh, for people do, who doesn't know who Phil Spencer are, for some Phil Spector, uh, Spector, sh- sorry, yeah, uh, uh, is the uh, maker of uh, the last
2: uh,
1: Beatles al- album I wanted to see. The producer, music producer of, of the last Beatles album. That's maybe where he's most uh, known as. He's a legendary music producer, anyway. Mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, this is about his crimes. Uh, I knew that he was in jail. I don't think I knew why. So this was kind of interesting, because it's about this... Uh, woman that was shot, uh, and uh, there was this uh, lady that was this uh, prophylytic film actress that I hadn't heard about, Lana Clarkson, that was shot. I hadn't heard about her either. Uh, And uh, yeah, so it's about uh, how Phil Spector killed this lady and what happened, and uh it's a very good documentary uh on netflix uh, i think it's only on sky discovery uh, documentaries in 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 the uk uh, i will give it a 6 i think it was a little uh, cutty, cutter cutter
2: cooker cutter uh,
1: uh documentary very
2: netflix like uh, yeah, speaking of Netflix documentaries, Killer Sally. Um, mm-hmm. I When I heard that name, I
1: so wanted to sing Mustang Sally. Uh, yeah, a little bit.
2: Uh, yeah. I guess maybe she it was her nickname from uh, a bunch of different the things. The Bodybuilder. Uh, <laughs> yes, the Bodybuilder days. Right, this is a... D- I went into it thinking it was going to be about bodybuilding. Well, I had seen a no. I had seen an ad about it beforehand and the way mm-hmm. they advertised it was it was Did about well. bodybuilding and steroids and yep. um I've I've always been interested in those I like I remember seeing uh bigger, faster, stronger back in the day and being interested oh, in like kind of government. the weird mentality of like people will lie about doing it but still do it mm-hmm. and then people uh, you know, young boys believe that that's like you can achieve a body like that when in actuality that's unless you're taking drugs, it's never going to happen. Um, and then growing up, obviously watching pro wrestling, uh, I obviously and was affected by that in some way. You know what I'm saying? Mm-hmm. So I went into it thinking that that's kind of the documentary I was getting into. This is more about domestic abuse than anything yeah. else. Um, because it's a pretty sad story it's about a, a couple who were both bodybuilders they did do steroids and I would assume going into it that you know those had an effect on him as far as his mental state and why he did what he did you know what I'm saying mm, um, definitely but it's not the way they advertised it is not exactly what it is when you actually get into the documentary it's still really well put together it just felt very. Mm-hmm. <laughs> standard like every other Netflix documentary you've kind of seen in the last bunch of Very years um, yeah. not that it's bad it's just cookie cutter no. it's they have a formula they know it works they just plug in a uh, a topic a person of yeah. interest that has got an interesting story and then they put that into the formula and they make a show out of it <laughs> and it's always you know decent it's just uh, as long as the you know Story's interesting, It's just feels mm-hmm. like you're seeing a copy of a copy of a copy kind of thing, you know what I mean? Yeah, I agree. So in that way, I, I still was interested in it, I still think it was well put together, so I'll give it a 6.5, I guess?
1: Yeah, I I, I think I would give it a 6.5 as well. Uh, I I did. I wasn't aware, I also went into this with the same mindset as you did, funny enough. Thinking this would be like kind of like a documentary of a, about uh, taking drugs and bodybuilding and things like that. It wasn't really about that. I, it was about that, but it wasn't really about that either. But uh, yeah, six point five sounds like a good, good, good idea.
2: Yeah, the m- one of the most interesting parts was the clips from like the apartment house wrestling stuff, which I. I remember hearing about that when I was in high school and how weird it was and how there was like this creepy uh, underground thing. You could order tapes online or not online. I guess it was, you could online in, in late middle school. Yeah, I guess it was. But like, I remember people saying they were in the back of wrestling magazines. You could order these weird apartment house wrestling tapes and then to see Mm. that she was part of that and everything and what actually it was about. And then they even interviewed the guy who started the, creating those tapes, and that guy was you know, not creepy at all yeah no. <laughs> um, okay I'm going to talk about
1: Urban Legend, this is from the Travel Channel what? it's an uh, anthology series it is Uh, The Eli Roth version of Cabinet of Curiosity. Okay. Um, They
2: heard that was coming out and they went and got another horror director to make an anthology show? Sure.
1: Yes. Uh, The first one is called Dreadroom. Very stupid and terrible episode. Give it maybe a two. Uh, But the second one was pretty good. Uh, Called The Bite. It... uh, Uh, Talk to me and my fear of spiders. I have a ridiculous fear of spiders. That is uh, just uh, up there. Uh, It is so incredibly high that I can't be in a room where people like talk about spiders. I like. I'm almost like that. So it really, really scared me. Uh, I would probably give that episode an eight. So. Uh, it's kind of hard to say uh, if it's good or bad, but uh, the first one was terrible, so where's that?
2: Uh, well, it's the Travel Channel, so right there yeah. I'm going to make an assumption that it's bad. Um, The second episode was good. I'm saying, like, quality-wise, Travel Channel like d- oh, is yeah. owned by Discovery, and if it was a really good quality show, they probably would have put it on an un- a-, a higher... Uh, level (laughs) discovery network if that makes sense than the travel channel yeah so assumption that I didn't see it but assuming uh, just out of evidence uh, let's talk about buying Beverly Hills yeah let's talk about the worst show that I saw this week (laughs) I mean it's another uh, real estate show but this is Mm. like a real estate show mixed with the Kardashians right it's definitely mixed with the I, I I think
1: I think my main problem is that there's absolutely, like in in the other show, uh, S- S- selling sunset. Mm-hmm. Uh, there's at least someone that I I kind of like. Like I like the two bosses in selling sunset. Uh, here, there's nobody I liked. Like nobody I could like have any type of connection to they' are very uh plastic fantastic everyone of in the show and and the drama in this is, is in this show is very also like yeah and uh, his love for his daughters are a little <sighs> problematic yes that's the word I'm going to use
2: problematic I yeah I just think it's like there's a few uh, real estate shows that have come out recently that are, like, a mm-hmm. real estate group. Uh, it There was the one that was, like, the two divorced uh, people, and there was, like, the woman and the man, and they, they had mm-hmm. a company, and then they split off into two different companies, and then it was a well, show about them kind of competing against each other, selling houses, well this is like that any of those kind of real estate shows except then you add in the family element because this is a family run business it's a father and his two daughters selling houses so and then of course one of them literally looks like Kim Kardashian has I'm pretty sure the same makeup artist as Kim Kardashian or at least is copying her um. Uh, yeah, I, I was thinking uh, uh, copycats. Yeah. Well, they're in L.A. Definitely. I wouldn't be, and they're rich. I wouldn't be surprised if she just right. went out and got the exact same person who does her, her makeup. <laughs> um, <laughs> yeah, and so in that way, it's more Kardashian than it is a real estate show. It's more about the yeah. family than it is about selling the houses. But yeah, and I I like the house yeah. aspects
1: in those shows better than I like the drama. So.
2: Yeah, there's never a point, really, where we get, like, a house tour in this show. Right. But they do show houses occasionally, right? Yeah. Yes. Exactly. And the lack of houses is kind of what is lacking in this show. Yeah, but like I said, it's supposed to be more of a Kardashians than it is supposed to be a... But they're, you know, they're mixing mixing the two worlds and trying to, like, bring in both of those kind of audiences. But it doesn't... I just it doesn't really work. it just it only works on the Kardashian side. that's the thing. Right right. so I would give it um, uh, I'll probably give it a two.
1: yeah, I will give it a two as well.
2: I mean, it's also really insanely fake. all the dialogue's fake all, like when they're at yeah. the party, it's clear that like they just told all these people to stand around and act like you're at a party, that kind of thing. yeah uh, yeah, what else did a you
1: show? Say? A show that I'm not going to talk uh, much about because I didn't really like it is Lopez vs. Lopez. Another uh, sitcom?
2: This-
1: yes. It has George Lopez in it and Mayan M- Lopez in it. Uh, they play themselves?
2: Kind of? Not really. Person? I mean, he he plays like, a out-of-work <laughs> construction worker who's down on his luck, and I'm pretty sure George Lopez lives in a mansion, so I don't think no, they play no, themselves.
1: No, no. <laughs> yeah. They play themselves because they have their own ni- name. Not quite how that works, but sure.
2: <laughs>
1: but, yeah, no, it's, it's about, like, uh, their dysfunction, uh, working together, uh, the pain and joy in between. It's just, like, it's a very... I wrote down, it felt like the most NBC show that I have ever seen. It felt like a very scripted, extremely standard uh, comedy show. I did not like this. I didn't despise it either, but I just didn't get the humor. Did you think this was better or or worse uh, than uh, Blockbuster?
2: It was definitely worse. Oh, um good. Quality Unworthy. wise as far as like the acting and the cinema, like yeah. the cinematography, the camera quality is a lot low camera work quality is a lot lower. It's very standard NBC. It felt like two and a half men level camera work yes. and things like that. Um where they're you know, it's just shoot it as fast as possible. You get one take, it's like kind of soap mm-hmm. opera level uh uh production. Um and yeah, some of the jokes are very like. It feels like this whole show was sponsored by TikTok, possibly. Because there's like all this TikTok integration happening. And then those are like, right. that's the joke is like, she did a TikTok. And that's the funny part, mm-hmm. right? Um, yeah, that that part doesn't really work because, like, if you want if you want to just go see if some, f- some funny TikToks, just go on TikTok. Why do you need to mm-hmm. see a television show and have it show you like? There's like a whole fifteen second second bits of it where it's just a TikTok, and it's like, what am I watching wow. right now? Am I watching a TV show or what? Um, I thought going into it the first thing you see is kind of her doing a TikTok, And I was like, okay, so what the thing is going to be is like, she's a famous TikToker, And so Damn. she's got like all this money. And so she's going to take, be taking care of her deadbeat dad. Right. But no, she's just like a regular working vet veterinarian who just makes TikToks. So then I got really confused as to what the fuck. Then I, it, I went, it must be sponsored or something. That's just very weird. Uh, but yeah, overall, I, I put it on the same level as buying Beverly Hills. I'll give it a two. Also,
1: yeah, I will. I'm a little uh, more uh, nice than you because I gave it two point five. Actually,
2: uh, yeah, the jokes were a lot more cheesy than Blockbuster. Blockbuster, some of the jokes actually had some dry humor, and oh, yeah, it had but I some gave like 3.5, yeah. So. Oh, yeah, I'm just comparing the two sitcoms that we saw this week more than anything else. Yeah, yeah. Did you watch anything else? Because I didn't. Um, no. That was the last TV show we saw except for Cabinet of Curiosity, episode two. Graveyard Rats. A grave robber eyes the riches of a wealthy new arrival to his cemetery, but must survive a maze of tunnels and an army of rodents to secure them. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, I,
1: I, I said to you when I watched this that I thought this was a better episode than the last one. You were not agreeing. You think the moral and things like that was better in the last
2: and one. The th- yeah. And
1: the ending, I think. Yeah. ending. Yes. Uh, but I think, I think. Yeah. Scare wise, this scared me more. Uh, I have to say that even though they have said that none of the episodes have to do with each other. I very much liked uh, that they
2: actually did <laughs> without
1: spoiling anything
2: <laughs> huge I mean we we can uh, this is the section where we kind of spoil things fro so I mean okay, I wouldn't say they're connected in a storyline way in any manner, no. but there's a monster character in these first two episodes that is similar mm-hmm. we don't it's not like we see the same monster. It's not like we see a picture of the same monster. We see a no. statue that looks sim- somewhat similar to the monster from yeah. the first episode. And then what, a and medallion also, that a medallion yeah. even looks less similar to the monster. Mm. From, but that's the biggest connection. But if we see another connection to that in the next episode, we then we'll yeah. really know that there's something... Uh, some kind of underlying connection uh, about this, like red thread. Yeah, yeah a red thread about the underworld uh, that is in all these episodes that shows like um, it's the same dark force behind all these things, right? right? But the that, same universe. That's total speculation. Just after oh, yeah, watching yeah. two episodes, we, like it, we could totally be off base there, and just like giving them credit for something that they didn't even think about. <laughs> Sure, yeah. but uh, I, doubt, uh, yeah, I doubt, yeah, I doubt there's uh,
1: very much. But yeah, no, I like that. Uh, I think the rat in this looked tremendously good. I think the monster, the big the big rat, the small rats were kind of fake looking, but uh, the, the big rat was really, really scary. Uh, I also like that it uh, had a, a supernatural element of it, and both our episodes, I, we didn't really talk about this when we were watching it, but I was thinking about it afterwards. Both stories have been uh, from a point of view of uh, assholes we don't really la- like, <laughs> like in the first one and the second one, or has right. been people that we don't really, well, yeah, especially have I'll... no sympathy for.
2: We'll see if that like continues as as something that like, because we're gonna get a different director every time, but. You mm-hmm. kind of have to have a character like that if they're going to die. Because you don't right. want to s- feel sympathy for the person who's getting eaten by hundreds of rats, right? Mm-hmm. Yeah. You want to feel like, oh, that guy kind of deserves it in a way. Um, so yeah, that's just more storytelling than anything else uh, as far as like a horror anthology thing goes. But if, if we could see, I don't know, what, what is the next episode? I'm kind of interested to look forward... Um, it's called the autopsy. So that doesn't yeah. sound like it's going to be our comedy one to me. <laughs> so yeah, no, maybe not. Maybe it's being ironic. Oh yeah, maybe. Who knows? So what do you give this episode? Uh, a six point five, I guess. Oh, you're that low. Um, I will give it uh eight
1: point five.
2: Yeah, I really dig this episode. I thought, thought the ending wasn't as good. I thought the character development could have been better in this. Uh, and mm-hmm. I thought we some of the acting was not as good as the first episode where the acting was really, really good. So, Yeah. All right, Westworld. Uh, cancelled <laughs> after four seasons. I thought
1: yeah, I thought your comment was kind of funny when I told you this. <laughs> what did you say? You said, I thought Westworld already was cancelled.
2: I did. I thought it, they... Well, not cancelled. I thought they finished it after uh, three seasons. I But, but for some oh, reason, no, that's no. what I remember. Okay. Uh, but I stopped watching it after season two, so it doesn't really matter. Right. HBO yeah. cancelled Westworld after four seasons. They announced Friday. The news comes just after three months after the season aired. Variety is told that a multiple of factors went into the decision to end, end the drama, including production's... A hefty price tag combined with dwindling viewership and an ongoing evaluation of programming all across the board at, at HBO. So, um, mm-hmm. oh, because they have a new parent company, War- they just got bought out.
1: So, yeah, by Warner Brothers. Yeah.
2: Yeah. So, um, that whole thing, I, it probably more has to do with the cost of making it than anything. And that, mm-hmm. because I don't think HBO necessarily cares that much about viewership. Uh, just because it's a subscription service, whether you have right. it on your TV or whether you have HBO Max, it's always subscription. You're never watching HBO just as a random viewer. So, right? Yeah, I agree.
1: Uh, Oscar news: uh, Will Smith is going to host Oscars for the th-
2: no, oh. no, not but, that no. incorrect.
1: That was cr- incorrect. Jimmy Kimmel there you is go. the host uh, Oscar for the third time.
2: Uh yeah, are you going to go with this or you want me to do it? Yeah, come on. Okay, I didn't have it open. I was just waiting for you to do it. Uh oh. th- okay, there we go. Talk show host Jimmy Kimmel to present the <laughs> 2023 Oscar ceremony. Uh Kimmel hosted in 2017 and 2018. Uh Amy Schumer, Wanda Sykes and Regina Hall uh were previous presenters. Even though there was no official host for these years, right? Because the, remember, there was that whole controversy with what's his name? Yep. Was it Chris Rock? Who was it that? Not Chris Rock. No. Somebody else. Some presenter, uh, there was a big like uh, thing that happened where he said something on Twitter. Yeah. That was like racist or, or sexist. Or homophobic. I'm not. He, he said something on Twitter a long time ago, and people got mad about it. And then they were like, "We don't even want to put any host on because we there's a good chance they're going to get canceled." Right? Is that what happened? That's mm-hmm. what I remember. Yeah. Yep. Uh, yeah, and the Oscars has been str- struggling with ratings. Uh, the former, uh, the 2021 and 2020 former, the former saw. Uh, an audience of 10.4 million while the following year uh, was up to uh, 15.4 million. uh, But in 2018, it drew 26.6 million, right? Last year's one was an anomaly. Mm -hmm. I remember because a lot of people too didn't right after the slap, obviously. Mm -hmm. Yeah. So that's where a lot of the viewership came in in that se- uh, in- for that year. It wasn't necessarily think- because people were like, I need to tune in to see the Oscars, yeah. Do you think Jimmy Kimmel is a draw? No. Do people watch it? Like, people don't watch his TV show for him, I don't think, so. <laughs> I think they just watch it because it's like a late-night show that's been on for my entire lifetime, and if you've watched that show, you're going to continue to watch that show. They could probably put, mm-hmm. like, a puppet like the uh triumph insult comic dog in there and it would (laughs) do just as well well we have some baby news
1: uh this is uh, cool news because nick cannon uh is except uh expecting baby number
2: 200 364 isn't it something like that no it's number 11 Uh uh oh but it's actually his second kid with one with the same woman which is new for yeah, him. Yeah, this is weird. Yeah, I googled her. I can
1: understand why she, why why he's getting children with this woman.
2: What you mean because she's very attractive or Yes, I am saying that. Oh. Okay. Sure she has a wonderful personality as well. Uh in addition... Do you, think, do you think he cares about his personality? Well, yeah. I mean, he's got kids with a bunch of different women. Uh, we talked about this last week, right, because of the Elon Musk stuff. And yes. then I just, I just thought it was funny that the very next week it, it's com- it comes out that now he's got another kid, which I think Elon right. had just overtaken him, I'm pretty sure. And right. now they're... Like, number
1: yeah. yeah, I think Elon had the number eleven, and he's let me look that up because
2: I remember they were like going back and forth about it um, on Twitter for a minute. Not back and forth, but uh-huh. they were talking about it. Um, <laughs> so I don't want to get it wrong. Uh, oh, it says he I has think it was
1: number eleven.
2: Ten kids is what it says. Oh, he has ten. So they now... they were tied, and now he's taken. Right, off. so Nick is up. So. Yeah.
1: Yeah, he better get the uh, Grimes.
2: I mean that's together. according to people. It says everything to know about Elon Musk's family, he's a dad of ten, so Right. Yeah. Um He has less baby mamas though, is what I'm seeing. A lot oh, yeah. less. Oh, a lot less, because yeah. he had at least two with Grimes. Right, I think he has three or four Uh, baby mamas, where uh, Nick Cannon has a lot. I think it's most, I think at least nine, if not ten. So, right, all right, Audible,
1: yeah. Can you get the book about how to get kids there?
2: Do you think? I bet there's books about fertility, audiobooks about Mm -hmm. fertility at audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. That's audibletrial.com forward slash ADC. Get a free book about fertility. And an Audible trial for 30 days that you could just go search around. There might be some other stuff you want on there. You get a free subscription. You get to keep the book even if you cancel. Even if you don't like the subscription you want to cancel, you get to keep the book. But you probably will want to stick around if you like audiobooks, if you like information in your ear holes, which is what we do here also. <laughs> so audibletrial.com forward slash ADC.
1: Yeah, more sex talk. Uh, <laughs> it sells, bro Haven't you heard? It's a, <laughs> I have heard. Uh, judge denies the request to block sexual explicit images in Netflix documentary about orgasmic meditation.
2: An LA judge on Friday denied the request from from more than a dozen people who wanted to block or alter parts of a documentary by Netflix about well, about a wellness company known as Orgasmic Meditation over allegations they have made misappropriate, misappropriated sexually explicit material. The lawsuit uh, filed late last month as people formerly affiliated with the company One Taste offered no evidence that the film includes explicit material showing them, nor did they show that, that the film Orgasm Inc. could irreparably harm them uh, the judge said, the order uh, paves the way for the film's release next Saturday. Um. Mm-hmm. So what they're saying is like they used the depictions of them in a sexual way against their will. But will. the mm-hmm. But the um, the film hasn't come out, so they were unable to what show any of the film to the judge. Why didn't they just wait a right. week? Or how do they know on. that the, those images are in there if? they haven't yeah. seen it right i'm confused that's as to how this how this how they thought this was silly. gonna work
1: silly 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 do you know what else uh, that is a very silly look what's that that's a movie where uh, mel gibson and kevin dill you remember kevin dill in movies yes no not it's really called... <laughs> you would know him if you saw him okay uh It's called On The Line where Mel Gibson plays this asshole of a person called Elvis Coney that is kind of like this talk show host, a radio talk show host. Uh, And uh, he gets uh, a threatening uh, call where somebody threatens to kill his whole family and he has to find uh, the identity of uh, the caller. Or Dossie.
2: Okay. Mm-hmm. Was it good? Was it bad? Sounds like it was. It was all right. terrible. Oh, alright. Yeah.
1: yeah. I will give it uh, two? No, one. 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 One, alright. Yeah, but it's R rated, so where's that? W- what does that mean? That it's R rated?
2: Yeah. D- that, There's
1: it, a lot of swear words and things like it. Oh, okay. Yeah. I thought you
2: were saying there was, like, uh, a lot of violence, and I was like, that doesn't sound like a f- lot of violence happening in a show about a radio no. host. But I guess maybe no. if he actually somebody did show up and did try to kill them, there could be violence. Mm. Hmm. Okay. Yeah. I saw something called Abandoned, with Emma Roberts in it. Mm. It also has okay. Michael Shannon. Uh... It has twenty percent on Rotten Tomatoes, just to let you know. Ew. It's one of the reasons I, well, we I remember talking about it, you know, in the TV or in the movie round, and I, I was mm-hmm. like, that looks terrible. I maybe we even watch a trailer for it or something. So I was like, I got to see that mm-hmm. before the end of the year. Uh, it's about a c- couple who've just had a baby, and the woman's got postpartum d- depression, and she. Uh, they move to the country because she fe- they feel like living in the city, it's making her depression worse, and that they, they just feel like they want to m- move to a place that's safer f- to raise their kid, I guess, also. But, of course, they mm-hmm. move into, like, the world's creepiest farmhouse out in the middle of nowhere, uh, and weird things start happening, okay? Um. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's it's terrible. And then the more I thought about it, I feel like there's some kind of weird anti-abortion message to it in the like underlying this horror movie. I don't even know. If, maybe I'm reading way too far into it, but it just seemed uh, it seemed that that way to me. But yeah, I'd give it a I'll give it a two point five.
1: I also saw Udo Kier movie. I love Udo Kier. Okay. Uh, you remember this conspiracy theory that uh, Hitler got away and went to South America and
2: right lived in what there. Argentina or something? I remember. Yeah. yeah.
1: Well, this is based on this conspiracy because uh, it's about this grumpy Holocaust survivor that con- convinces himself that uh, his neighbor is Adolf Hitler. Uh, convinces but, uh, himself. Okay. Yeah, that his neighbor is is, is So is, when is, is this?
2: When's period? the time period? Of, like, na- is it current day or?
1: Uh, n- no, it's okay. a little. Yeah. Okay. And uh, so, uh, not taking seriously, he starts uh, investigating him uh, to prove his claim. Uh... And, uh, when he doesn't find any evidence, he's forced to engage in a relationship with the enemy.
2: A relationship? proof. Meaning? Well, yeah, fr- friendship. Friend, the friendship, okay. You're right. Okay. I was like, is he having I'm, a sexual relationship with Hitler no, in the show? That would be pretty no. wild. That would be a wild show. That, that <laughs>
1: would be a wild movie. I'm going to give this four out of ten. Not okay. Not a good movie. Yeah, uh, the acting is terrible. Uh, the plot is a very, I could smell the ending, uh, 60 miles away. Yeah, and it's uh, supposed to be a comedy. I didn't laugh that much, so yeah, four out of
2: ten. All right, um, excuse me, mm-hmm. I saw The Independent this week. Uh, Starring Jodie Turner Smith, Brian Cox, and John Cena. Uh, it's a political movie about a guy who's running as an independent for the presidency against a Democrat and a Republican. Um, mm. I think, yeah. Uh, That's timely. Yeah, it's almost like they put this out specifically this week because it's election week. Um, mm. Yeah, and. It's about mostly about two reporters uh, who are doing an investigation into some corruption, and then they start connecting this independent candidate back to that corruption. Um, and so it's mostly about these reporters trying to like build their case against a politician. Uh, the acting's pretty good, actually. John Cena's pretty good in it, even. Uh, some Ooh. of the some of it's a little weirdly, like, obviously propaganda-y when they put it out when they put it out. And some of the stuff they talk about, obviously, kind of saying, oh, an independent candidate is corrupt and things like that. Uh, but they do do a good job of being like, the other sides are also bad. It's kind of, it's definitely walking a line about politics, and I kind of like that mm. about it. I think it's worth checking out for you, Fro. I'd give it a... Seven. well let's talk a movie that I will give
1: a 10 out of 10 that is a good spoiler uh, that is called Weird The Al Youngwick Story oh yeah uh, this is uh, probably my favorite movie of the year so far uh, it has Daniel Radcliffe as Weirdo Ever- Evan Rachel Wood as Madonna that's uh, Ray- random <laughs> yeah I know uh, uh Ryan Wilson as Dr. Demento uh, yeah uh, wheredal pl- plays his own record uh, producer that's kind of funny uh, will Forte said Patton Oswald it is such a funny movie it's a parody of of uh, uh, very much like any other like biopic. Because it, there's nothing true in this. <laughs> I'm just going to spoil that right away. It's just made, uh, it's it's making fun of every movie uh, that is like trying to make a biopic movie. And it works for me. Uh, from, I don't know what Daniel Radcliffe was thinking, saying yes to this, but it's, it's so fun to see someone that's kind of. Looked upon in 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 one way because of Harry Potter, doing something completely different like this, like saying yes to projects like this, playing uh, Weirdal, and how much he actually looks like Weirdal uh-huh. as well, and uh, uh, the goofy uh, times every time he sings, it's Weirdal's voice, and that is extremely hilarious. Like it it never gets old. Like, when he even sings to, like, people in the movie, it's weird-out song, uh, v- a voice. So, yeah, no, I laughed from start to beginning. I just fucking loved it. was
2: nothing wrong with it.
1: It's, yeah, I, I'm giving it a 10 out of 10 and saying it's probably
2: my movie of the year so far. Well, we're pretty far down the year at this point, so, uh, yeah. Mm-hmm. I, uh, I definitely, it's on my list of things to see, right? Did you see the... The drama Weird Al posted. <laughs> it was obviously a joke because it's Weird Al, but a lot of people took it seriously. Mm. He posted that Daniel Radcliffe t- had been kicked off Twitter. He, it was like yes. a very innocuous tweet, like "Oh yes. damn, now they're kicking Daniel Radcliffe off Twitter." And every but mm-hmm. it was clearly meant to just like get people to be talking about Daniel Radcliffe, to talk about the movie, mm-hmm. to talk about Weird Al, and then it's a circular mm-hmm. like promotional thing. But it was, it, I mean, it was very smart and very funny. I thought, especially since. Then people were like, "It did he get kicked off Twitter? And people started looking into it. And mm-hmm. it, Daniel Radcliffe, like, doesn't even have a Twitter. It's, so then, mm. so people were looking for it and people were assuming, oh, he did get kicked off Twitter. I can't find his Twitter anywhere, right? Right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's very funny. <laughs> uh, and Ola Holmes is the last thing I saw, unless there's something you want to talk about. No, because... I. Anola
1: Holmes, you say? That's funny. I, I think I saw that with someone.
2: Right. Oh, I saw it with you. Anola Holmes Part Two. Uh huh. Electric Boogaloo. Yeah. Uh, starring Bob we Millie saw Bobby Brown. <laughs> it's got Helen Bonham Carter kind of in uh-huh. it, a little bit in, in it. She was on a lot more of the original, uh, the first one. Oh yeah, yeah. Um. But this felt she like it had the first one. <laughs> this one felt like it had more Henry Cavill than the first one yes. did, where he was not really oh, yeah, yeah. in that one as much. So, uh, but I thought the first one was much better. This one felt very cookie cutter, oh, yeah. and kind of uh, money grab to me.
1: Yeah, I, I remember we watched the first one and didn't like that. I think we gave it maybe four out of five. Uh, f- sorry, four out of ten. Mm-hmm. Uh, uh, both of us, but but this is. Definitely much worse. Uh, I didn't think they hit anything in this movie. The acting was I, like,
2: I, there's a lot of really good actors in here, and somehow mm-hmm. the acting was terrible in this. I, it was like they yeah. told them to like cheese it up and make it, uh, like they did this t- amazing like thespian reading of the dialogue, and they're like, okay, you need to tone that down right. a lot like you're we're selling this to really dumb people so you need to like right. stop that right now
1: <laughs> yeah no it felt like an extremely unnecessary uh movie i think i think the ending also kind of like uh does lay up to making a third one and i definitely
2: didn't like that uh but yeah, no. It, yeah. it is terrible. I mean the the concept if people don't know, Enola Holmes is Sherlock Holmes's sister, right? That's what we've mm-hmm. but younger he, sister. But he's like her guardian uh currently, so mm-hmm. he's like taking care of her while she lives with him. Uh but they're both solving murders. She's got her own Detective agency, and he's doing his Sherlock Holmes thing. But she's uh, in this; she feels like she's under the shadow of him, which obviously that mm-hmm. would be the case. Um, yeah, and then it's about her trying to solve a, uh, a murder, and involves what the Matchbook Girls, uh, which comes into the ending of the film as well. Yeah, I mean, not a not great acting. A lot of there was a bunch of bad CGI special effects in here. There were. <laughs> There Especially were actually s- one scene. <laughs> there were scenes cut from the trailer that the trailer made yeah. it look more interesting, but then they cut those scenes from the actual movie. Um, mm. I think the acting and the, di- the dialogue specifically, these are the things that make it bad. It feels like they dumb down the dialogue specifically yeah. to like, I guess, just have it be able to attract the most amount of people. Kind of, it's like Darman esque dialogue. You know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. Da- you know who oh, Darman yeah, is. Where they yeah, yeah. specifically dumb that dialogue down so they can reach people who you know don't even aren't even great uh, English speakers, which I understand that, but like that doesn't mm-hmm. work for a movie. It works for a Dora video.
1: <laughs> yeah, and I, and uh, I think I just yeah I don't really understand how they have gotten so bad acting out of people that can act. Right, it's it just amazes
2: me. But yeah, what will you give this movie? Um, geez, like, what are the redeeming qualities of it? I guess I'll give it a a three. It was slightly better than Abandoned.
1: Uh, since I haven't seen Abandoned, I had don't have that reference, so I will give it a two point five.
2: Okay, that's what I yeah. gave Abandoned. Uh... <laughs> All right, let's uh, check out a trailer. Yeah, let's check out a trailer for a movie that I didn't even know was coming out, but it 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 did. Dear Zoe. Dear Zoe. S- snoring sounds. Yeah, you know it's gonna be good when they put a digital blur uh, on yeah. the edges of the beginning of the movie. We're getting snow and we have Christmas trees and Santa. This is a Christmas movie. Why is she dressed like a Hallmark movie? Oh. Wouldn't it have been funny if she would have said, This has nothing to do with Christmas right after I said that?
0: What's going on? Is your mom okay? Can I come in?
2: Can I just say that you shouldn't be allowed to Mm.
1: name your children Sadie (laughs) Sink?
0: So
2: I guess this lady's whole acting range is screaming.
0: <laughs> but I know that, that kid is. Obviously
2: too. <laughs> That's the motorcycle. Molle, this looks bad. Uh, that guy's from that motorcycle show. What is it called? Sons of Anarchy guy. Yeah. Sons of Anarchy guy. Cool.
1: Yeah. I've seen Sadie Sink in other things, though. And
2: she was in uh, Stranger just Things. She's the. the the one that always gets su- sucked up to the- into the thing. Oh yeah, that's right. Mm.
0: Gotta <laughs> get my act together. Focus on being a parent.
2: Getting bad tattoos. Is
0: it cool if this one not Ugh.
2: This is another, like, coming-of-age story.
0: Oh, I'm
2: so bored. Oh, guess what? There's there's two love interests, and she has to decide which one she loves oh, more. Oh, no. That's a new storyline that I've never heard before. I have
1: never, ever seen that storyline before.
2: We didn't watch a TV show that was that exact thing, but just in Italy, like, a week ago.
1: No, okay. no. It's right up there with the, where the babies come from. <laughs> oh, my God. Okay, Luke, I'm going to tell you this right now. If this gets an Oscar, I'm going to walk to the States. (laughs) (laughs) Okay. Uh, Okay, but what is this Oscar-nominated movie all about?
2: Dear Zoe, Tess is a young woman who's grappling with the shattering uh, death of her younger sister, Zoe. As the rest of her family grieves in their own ways, Tess seeks support from her biological father and a juvenile delinquent who lives in her neighborhood. 64% on Rotten Tomatoes, 5.2 out of 10 on IMDb, 3 out of 5 on Common Sense Media, 63% of Google users liked it. Yeah, it's got Sadie Sink and Theo Rossi, that's the guy's name, directed by Gren Wells. It was literally extremely hard to find a
1: bad review on Rotten Tomatoes uh, from people that have seen this.
2: That's weird because it does have, like... A mid-level score. It doesn't have great scores oh. on anything. Like nobody's. Yeah. But like, all, I but didn't find any. Like five. Yeah, that's what. Uh, yeah. Stars. Mid-level scores. Yeah, exactly. That's what I was yeah. seeing too. So my lowest is a five. Um, but I do have a ten of ten. It, but uh, it, but it's like five out of five on on Rotten Tomatoes. Yeah, I've got it. But a... I found
1: one one one. You got okay. One half star. A uh, JJ said. Cringe acting, cringe script, and a whole bunch of nothing in this movie. The lead actress is not a bad actress, but this performance is net. it. Fortunately, Sadie plays Max in this role. Uh, the range is lacking. No seeing Zoe. I'm seeing Max and that's it. I think that the problem is that she does the same in both Stranger Thing, Fair Street and this. Oh yeah, she was in Fair Street. That's right. Uh, I really wish she was given a better script. I know Sadie deserves better, and you deserve better as well. Uh, 10 out
2: of 10. Mehet... uh, Mehet Medha If Cylon 4 from IMDb. Uh, Mm -hmm. Wow, why is Sadie Sink so good? Her acting is so good. The story of the film is average, but the acting was wonderful. She will develop... uh, when she grows up and will do even better watching stranger things i already was seeing amazing things in her acting. uh <laughs> i also like the movie but the story of the film could have been even better i'm finishing this review here good day everyone that's a pretty good end good day <laughs> yeah thank you for that D- mm. signing off
1: well also coming this week is armageddon time coming-of-age uh, story about the strength of a family and the gener- uh, generational pursuit of the American dream. This has uh, Anthony Hopkins, Jessica Chastain, and Jeremy Strong in it. 7 out of 10 on IMDb, 75% on Rotten Tomatoes, 74% on Metacritic, and 66% of Google users like this movie.
2: Soft and quiet... An elementary school teacher organizes a mixer of like-minded women where an encounter with someone from their past spirals into a volatile chain of events. That doesn't mean anything to me. (laughs) 85% on (laughs) Rotten Tomatoes, 6 out of 10 to 9 to be 82% on Metacritic, 62% 62 of Google users liked it. Um, Nobody I know in it. Hmm. Yep.
1: Uh, the estate. Two sisters try to win uh, over their terminally ill, difficult to please aunt in high hopes to becoming her beneficiaries of her wealthy estate, only to find the rest of their f- greedy family has the same ID. This has Kitlin Turner, David Cofney Tony Colette, and Anna Ferris in it. Uh, but. It has 5.6 on INDB, 33% on Rotten Tomatoes, 1.5 out of 5 on Screen Rant. That's not bad, good, and 60% on Google.
2: Alright, uh, Vandants. Uh, for Stoner Idiot, self proclaimed Vandants have a bright idea to <laughs> knock over a senior's bingo hall on Christmas Eve. Uh, let's see, uh, am I getting any scores? I'm not. Uh, nine out of ten on IMDb. I'm not seeing anything else any, anywhere, so the last movie this week is
1: uh, Tad the Lost Explorer and the Emerald Tablet. Uh, it's it's very important that you get the end Emerald Tablet so you don't go to get the 2012 version of this movie.
2: Do you see the trailer After- there in the Google mm-hmm. description? Mm-hmm. It says about, and then there's the trailer. Look at the title of the trailer yeah. Tato Jones 3. <laughs> I don't I'm. I'm confused, but okay yeah Uh, after Tad
1: accidentally unleashed a curse uh, that in in, uh, danger the lives of his friends, he sets on a quest to revise the curse of the mummy this is a Spanish movie Uh, 6 out of 10 on IMDb uh, 5.8 out of 10 on film Affinity, never heard of. 88% on Rotten Tomatoes, and 89% on Google users.
2: Yeah, it's animated film. It looks like to be the third in a a trilogy, so... Uh, Mm -hmm. Which one do you want to see the most out of these? Uh, The Estate. I'm going to say Vandits. Um... I guess I Yeah. Weird came out this week, but it wasn't on this list for some reason, so I probably I would go with that, but off this list I would go Vandits. That sounds funny. Yeah. Yeah. Maybe Armageddon time.
0: Sounds like a good movie.
2: I saw a preview for it, uh, and it seemed interesting I guess, but uh, not something I, I'm super interested. That's Oscar in. Bus. Does it? Yeah, maybe that's yeah. uh why wow, i saw a preview for it
1: well coming next week uh, we will talk news of the week tv and movies of the week uh, we will do uh, the cabinet of curiosity episode three review another digital review of the sun is that yeah i that's the the sequel to the father right
2: yeah, and then they're it's gonna make the same director. Yeah, and, and it's gonna be part of the trilogy. The last one's gonna be the Holy Ghost, so yeah, it's gonna be good. <laughs> you were making a joke, and I was being serious. That's funny. <laughs> uh, I have no, no idea. Is it really just... the sequel to The Father?
1: Yeah, with Adney Hopkins. Yeah, okay, it's the same director. Yeah, okay, Jeremy around uh nakita dragon has been arrested because she was throwing water on the police
2: you shouldn't do that i thought it was a water bottle oh no it's just tossing water at a responding police officer okay Mm. Uh, um yeah a water bottle would have been probably definitely worse right yeah Mm -hmm. because that would be like probably with a deadly weapon not a deadly weapon but with a weapon where i don't think tossing water would be a weapon maybe uh, a representative for her did not immediately respond for a request for comment. Miami Beach police say the rest affidavit attained by the outlet that they received the call about a disruptive guest, and they responded at around 6 p.m. Uh, security guards for the hotel told them that uh, they had been causing a disturbance for a long period of time as was and was walking around the pool area unclothed. Oh. Okay. That, uh... That sounds possibly drug related. If you're just walking around outside without clothes on yeah. and throwing and throwing water at police officers, yeah. yeah. Oh no, here that it does say it. So. Uh, good. To, uh, the Good Time Hotel did not uh, request for. Uh, oh, respond for request for comment. She, it, but it does say she touched the water bottle that was already open, causing the water to hit and spill. A hotel security uh, officer and policeman. So it was a poli- it was a water bottle. Okay, that isn't dad. Yeah, that's bad. Well, she, <laughs> she's been charged with felony. Yeah, yeah. Okay. Uh, the, I was wondering because because at the top of that article it just said water and that wouldn't I would right. assume wouldn't. But if it was a water bottle, then that that's not good. Uh, that's assault. Mm. That definitely assault. Uh, Qatar Cup. Uh, Qatar World Cup uh, criticized. Uh, oh, ambassador criticized for harmful uh, comments about homosexuality. Uh, what did he say? Yeah. Where is it? Uh, when asked about the facts of homosexuality, is it illegal in his country? He said they have to accept the rules here. It is haram, and uh, you know what haram means. So, uh, yeah, I saw an, an former head of FIFA I think it was come out and say we shouldn't have done this I think it was a person who was working with them at the time like that when they I think it was 2018 or something when they actually signed this whole thing up he was part of like the deal and everything uh, making the deal I mean and uh, he came out this week and was like yeah that was a bad idea we should not have done that (laughs)
1: I'm I'm so up in the air if I'm going to boycott it or not because like I love watching the World Cup. right. Uh, but it also is in a country that I don't support. so it's also that uh, I mean it's, it's it, it, it is it is generally
2: hard for me to decide. Well, I, you're gonna I, be watching it on Norwegian television probably right? Right, so you're not supporting like a Qatari television station. Uh, you're not like actually giving them money in any way. I mean, no, and
1: and the Netherlands is is, is in such a interesting uh, like uh, in an interesting pot as well. Like when they when they drew uh, people, like uh, Netherlands is going to play against Mexico, Denmark, Germany, Uruguay, Switzerland, United States, and. Croatia. Okay, it is so interesting. So. Oh, so that's uh, but, tempting uh, you
2: to want to watch
1: it. Yeah. Okay. So, okay. Uh, but it uh, so they, they they were in that group first, and they needed to qualify from that group. So it's 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 smaller groups now, and they are in the same group as uh, Qatar, uh, Ecuador, Senegal. So yeah it's kind of it's interesting to see but yeah no it's 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 beginning uh, the 20th of november so we will see i will probably watch the netherlands uh matches and and england right yeah good
2: luck by the way you're in the same group as 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 england we never win what are you talking? <laughs> no. At least the men don't. I, the women always have a good chance. Actually, I shouldn't say we never win. The women win occasionally. It it's kind of interesting because you're also in the,
1: the same group as Iran, and I really want to see United States versus Iran. That feels like a football match with a lot of history behind it.
2: Yeah, that uh, and current uh, goings on, right? Mm-hmm. Uh, let's see any other interesting uh like not youtube news um fentanyl candy has been a big thing oh this week here you know every year after halloween you have to have the drug scare uh needle in the needle in the candy thing every year right, right? um yeah this year it's fentanyl candy
1: every single fucking year
2: and Why? It's, it's always proven to be fake every year, and yet it comes up yeah. every year. Is it a is it scare tactic? It's always like, you know, Fox News and places like that that are pushing it. You know, Daily Mail, things like that.
1: Uh, God of War Ragnarok came out this week. That's everyone is talking about that. I couldn't care less.
2: Okay, uh... Oh, the McDonald's has been saying this week came out and said this is going to be the final time they ever serve the McRib, and most people are like that's a bunch of bullshit. But yeah, that was big bullshit. online news, I guess. Uh, yeah. Any YouTube news? Uh,
1: yeah, the new world of Jeffrey Star by Shane came out.
2: Right? Oh yeah, did you see that? I'm obviously not going to watch it, but there's a lot of people right. talking about it.
1: Mm-hmm. I saw the last one, so I also saw this. Yeah, I don't like any of them, so it's. Kind I of mean,
2: like I can understand it's, it's... watching the last one because there was a lot of controversy happening at the time. Right now, mm-hmm. why does anybody care what Jeffrey Star is doing? You know what I mean. I I don't know. But yeah, it's just weird that it seems like they're the only two people that can, or that he's he's the only person that Shane can get to do a thing like this. Maybe right. Right.
1: Uh, talking about controversial uh, also I saw the Nelk boys I I have never watched the Nelk boy uh video before this week but they were picking up uh, girls in the middle east
2: that's that was kind of that's kind weird of yeah mm-hmm. that's what they do is be controversial i suppose um what do you think about the new youtube interface i don't like it uh I don't mind it. It just kind of looks I don't know babyish. Yeah. Yeah. Um I don't see any like improvements where like they made things better. Only like no. more confusing. Right. And then yeah. like obviously style style-wise it looks different, but other than that, I guess not much difference to me. Uh let's see. Anything else you got?
1: Uh, ben Shapiro was on a podcast this week, talking about Trump and Biden and extremism and things like that. Connor west he talked about it was kind of an interesting podcast.
2: Oh, okay. Uh, uh, L- Ludwig's balls got leaked on Twitter. That was funny. <laughs> I mean, he he like Cold Ones does like a uncensored version of their show on Patreon. Yeah. Which, I'm sure their YouTube videos don't get monetized, so that's, you know, whatever. Mm. Um, and that it got leaked from that, I guess. I don't know if it was supposed mm. to get cut or what, but it didn't seem like he cared that much. It was just funny. No. Just
1: funny. He goes he goes with it. Right.
2: Did you see the Nikocado Avocado vi- interview with OompaVille? No, I didn't. You gotta check that out. Uh... F- Almost an hour long interview with Nick Nickocado Avocado, apparently. Like oh? it seems like a lot of it is just jokes, but that guy mm-hmm. like never gets interviewed, so it's just weird. Uh, I guess he 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 says he paid him a lot of money and flew him out to Texas to actually interview him in person and everything. So uh, it's definitely worth checking out. Maybe if you see it and we remember, we can talk about it next week. Probably won't. Cool.
1: Well, I have a trailer for us this week as well.
2: Oh well, did you see the new iDubs uh, yes. video? The Dax I Flame.
1: It. What? That was very interesting.
2: With airsoft fatty, that was fun. Yeah, that was so funny. Uh, yeah, I think that was it. I mean, other than Andrew Callahan on H three. Oh, and then yeah, yeah. That was it. Do you know what?
1: I couldn't watch that. I I I couldn't watch it because I just despise. Hassan i I just despise him. you used I to just,
2: like him more bro. than I did, yeah,
1: I know, and now and you' it's
2: just like
1: i I just can't do
2: with him anymore. It's his laughter, it's just like his way of he, yeah i, I think he's way too bro bro culture, yes, that's what I don't like about Hassan. He's like the dude in the locker room who like makes stupid locker room joke jokes and stuff like that, yeah, <laughs> mhm he's just you want to dude, see? bro, yeah.
1: Do you want to see a trailer for a horror movie I'm looking forward to?
2: Let me open this up. I haven't looked at it at all yet on purpose, so <laughs> let me get into in here. Because we're going to see the official trailer for Christmas, bloody Christmas. Here's one thing I, I don't like about the new user interface of YouTube is for some reason it'll load up, like, the video and everything for me, and then it'll wait mm-hmm. a second to load up, like, the comments, uh... I know. Like, I could still play the video, but everything else is still, yeah. like, loading. It's weird that they're, like, disconnected from each other now. It's very strange. Mm-hmm. Uh, all right, let me check the volume here. All right, give me a countdown whenever you're ready. In
1: uh, three, two,
2: one, play. The U.S. Defense
0: Department has spent over a trillion dollars on the most cutting-edge robot technology. <laughs>
2: Okay. Introducing
0: <laughs> Robo Santa Plus for the upcoming holiday season.
2: Robo What's Santa cool? Plus are you gonna do on Shudder. Uh-huh.
1: I was potentially gonna go meet up with a dude. I've blown him off twice already, so. Come on.
2: Get a drink with your old- She looks familiar, doesn't just she? I just yeah. I feel like I've seen her in something. trash?
0: You didn't oh. talk me out of anything. Merry Christmas. Christmas! Christmas! Uh-huh. Ho, ho, ho!
1: Merry
2: Christmas! animatronic state-of-the-art santa claus featured at our own tw bunkers <laughs> international recall okay uh,
1: this is good to be so silly
2: it's like five night at freddy's kind of style yeah santa except santa obviously <laughs> and a rock
1: version of this guy killed the kid next door <laughs> christmas is here
2: I mean, the cinematography looks very B-movie, like, super B-movie. Yeah, yeah. VFW? Never heard of it.
1: Mm-hmm. Never, Never heard of any of this movies. But when I saw this trailer, I had to, sh- <laughs> show it, to
2: you. <laughs> it looks so fucking silly. Gleeful, bloody-soaked horror experience, okay.
1: Mhm.
2: What is that?
1: What good music? Oh Santa Claus? Yeah, it's fucking <laughs> Santa Claus! <laughs> <laughs> that
2: was pretty good actually. And it has laser laser eyes? Of course. Yeah. Oh I guess they're just like sights. They're like a predator style.
0: Uh have you heard from the boys down at the scene yet? They're still down there counting bodies.
1: I can't wait to see this. That looks, looks pretty so good.
2: Silly. Yeah. yeah. I mean, it's gonna be on Shudder so I don't, and I don't have Shudder but I, I could see it a little bit.
1: <sighs> I, I hate that uh, Shudder uh, is not on in Norway. It's impossible to get in Norway. It's not very big so here sad.
2: either. I mean, it's a, kind of a niche streaming service. Yeah. You know, you you yeah. have to really like horror movies to spend the money on it. I would I would spend money on it. That's the thing. It's like yeah. Oh, breaking news. What? I guess we'll cover. I'm gonna save this. We'll talk about it more next week. But Epstein victim drops claim against Alan Dershowitz.
1: Oh yeah yeah, yeah. See, she said that she wasn't sure
2: that he was there. Okay. I'll yeah. save this if anything else comes out of it. We'll talk about it le- next week. So, mm-hmm. yeah. Well, uh, I am fro. I'm yeah. Luke. I'm fro. Uh, you you you're who? I'm equal. That's Luke backwards. Oh, <laughs> got it. Goodbye everybody. Goodbye everybody. Bye bye everybody.
0: <alrededor> <Hobbies> another di- another digital another digital citizen. 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 My photo is empty. My photo My photo